Hello, I'm AJ Fry, and welcome to Mistakes. We're made the podcast about the mistakes that we've made. Uh, I'm trying to avoid making mistakes while recording this, and I only allow myself one take for my introductions, and I leave mistakes in. I don't just ad-lib these either, which is why they're not full of ums and uhs like the interviews in the episodes. No, I am reading this off of a very small teleprompter in this hilariously tiny studio space that I've made for myself. I've got some wall-mounted lights up here on either side of me and a USB microphone provided by my father to ensure that I can participate in the family business of voiceover and narration narration services for commercial, corporate, and of course, e-learning clients. Yes, webvoicer.com can produce slick, professionally edited and produced audio for your projects, but I choose not to edit mistakes were made because it's thematically appropriate and also because it saves me a whole lot of work. That said, I wouldn't have edited a thing out of this episode, though I do wish that I had uh, noticed how loud my guest and I were recorded um, a little sooner than I did, but I've done my best to fix our levels so it is kind to your eardrums. Our chat was recorded live at HalCon, and if you've listened to the past two episodes of Mistakes Were Made, you'll know that HalCon is an annual fandom convention out in Halifax, Nova Scotia, which I first went to way back in 2010. HalCon has a very special place in my heart, as do the people out there, including my awesome guest for this episode. Now, I haven't got a sneak peek at the next episode or a hilarious fake commercial for you this week. So before I cut to the interview, if you can call it that, uh, I'll give you the goodbye spiel in advance. So if you enjoy this episode, please leave a comment and a rating. Both really help with growing a digital audience and so does telling your friends. So please feel free to share this episode wherever you feel like. I'm still making all kinds of mistakes, and if you notice one, like where I say baseball player instead of entertainer when referring to myself, or if you've got an idea for how I can improve the podcast, I'm really happy to hear it. Uh, Otherwise, please uh, send me any and all comments and criticisms. I'm at AJ Fry on all the things. Douglas Adams wrote, A common mistake that people make when trying to design something completely foolproof is to underestimate the ingenuity of complete fools. <laughs> Welcome to Mistakes Were Made. I'm AJ Fry, and my guest is one of the most delightful, lovable, huggable, what? wonderful, complete fools I've ever met. What? <laughs> He's Halifax's I've been totally set up for this, AJ. most famous personality. It's Fat Apollo. Oh, I can't believe you did that to me. Now, uh, why am I even here? If you're gonna, if you're gonna start with that, <laughs> I'm not. I'm going here. Now, I mean, complete fool in the most lovable way, honorable way, because you know, you you are a fool in the traditional sense of theater, right? But you wear pajamas and boxing gloves. Yeah, I do. And you you grab the moniker of an insult from a science fiction show and ran with it. I do. It sounds like my first honeymoon. It was like a horrible, horrible experience to be here and I can't believe the show is over already. This my this yeah, Thank you everyone. Have a great night. <laughs> Glad you all came out. What's the, what's with the fool business? What are you doing that for? 
I, th- I thought it'd be a fun way to introduce you. A, you know what? It is a fun way. But if I'm going to, like, I want the ASMR girl up here again to tell me a fool. That's what I want. You're a she fool. She was talking about her fat. Oh, yeah. Oh, you keep going. <laughs> That's her whole market right here, baby. I should let you know, folks, that I did prepare questions for everyone else, but I, I literally wrote in my notes here, questions who needs them for Fat who Apollo. No, you know what? I'm just going to let is, you go. It is wonderful to have you here. Like, seriously, I mean, we met well, the first you. year of HowCon. Yeah. Uh, remember when I broke my finger? Yes, I do. I was going to ask you if you wanted to tell that story here. I was was literally, uh, we were at the Lord Nelson, and it was Halloween night, and uh, Teddy, AJ, and the boys were hanging out, and I went down to uh, Men's Bar, the gay club, and I was like hanging out there, having a bunch of drinks, hitting on everybody, and uh, don't laugh, because it wasn't working. I see this young girl, and this young girl is very intoxicated walking down Goddard Street. And I was thinking, oh, my God, you, you should not be out, young lady. And it was back when, remember, in the commons, there was a lot of attacks happening on the commons and things like that. So I'm like, I got to take care of her. So I went over, and I'm like, hi, I'm Fat Apollo. I have a daughter. I'm not a bad guy. I'm going to take you home. Where do you live? Anyway, so I start walking her home, and don't I trip and break my friggin' finger. Like, literally, remember that? I yeah. smashed, my compound fractured my finger. And she's, like, wearing my coat. They're loading me in the ambulance. I'm like, get my coat back for me. <laughs> I want my coat back. So, anyway, so, oh, she's okay, because I broke my finger. Good so Samaritan. Oh, well, you know what? I just, just reward. I, I do, yeah, just reward. <laughs> I landed on a brick and literally put a big X in my finger. So I can't straighten my finger out anymore. See that? Yeah. Now I can't straighten it? Yeah. I'll show you later. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where to go from that, Fat Apollo. <laughs> All right, let's talk about mistakes. Okay, I'm I'm ready to talk ready about for them. A big mistake? Yeah. What about you? What What's your biggest mistake? No, Ooh. that's too. Uh, no, tell me your twelfth worst mistake. I don't have like a ranking system, but if you want to, like, I have some stories that I could like go into if you want. But you can ask me questions, and All I right, can let, give you. Let's like, ask some questions. Okay, what's the deal with your hair? That's a good question. Like seriously, like seriously, when you were young, yeah. you had friggin' awesome hair. Like, remember you had the well, white... Well, are you talking about YTV days? Yes, yes. I'm talking about that blonde hairstyle you had. Yes. I had that freaking poster in my room <laughs> for, for months. I don't remember this poster. And I would look at this, and I would go, yeah, AJ, <laughs> that's some hair. And now look at you. You're like a middle-aged idiot like me. This is, this is what happens. What's the yeah. deal with you? Well, you know, I, I, the hair was designed to, like, grab kids' attention. So was it designed by a committee, or did you do it yourself? No, that was mine. Um, was it? Yeah, well, see, here's the thing. I used to work at LaserQuest in Ottawa okay, as what, a marshal. What the, what, what, what's LaserQuest? You know, you go play laser tag, you run around in a dark maze, you know, try to shoot laser Again, beams. sounds so, like my honeymoon. Right. But keep going. <laughs> So, um, so, so they have people you're, you're, who. So you are in this maze. I was like a lifeguard with for those, laser with tag. With that friggin' hair. Well, with more than that, because I thought I had like spiky hair to yeah. get the kids' attention. And yeah. also, I used to, working at LaserQuest, spray it with glow in the dark spray. So when kids came into the, like, you know, what is it, black lighting uh, room, I would just be this beacon. So if they needed my help, they would be able oh, to yes. find me. So... It was for their help, was it? Well, that was it. It was no vanity involved at all. No. It was just you. It was being... a goofy hairstyle. No, it was not. Listen, <laughs> it was a paragon of hairstyle in the 1990s, and I will not hear you talk bad about it. <laughs> Okay. Stop. <laughs> Embrace the hair, AJ. Listen, I, d- I did me. when they when no, they hired no, me at no, YTV. You're, you're not getting it. You're not okay. getting it. You're not understanding. 
how important that hair was to some of us. I mean, look at me. I'm almost bald. <laughs> oh, it's my phone. Oh, Who's calling you in the middle of a podcast? I have no idea. Oh, is that a text? No, I think it's my daughter. Oh, it's my daughter, Harley. Oh, is everything okay? Well, okay? I'll talk to her later. Okay. Well, what the hell? <laughs> well, here, just a sec. Let's call her. Let's see what All she right, has to say. Let's call right, you Harley. ready for this? Yeah, totally. All right, it's going to be something stupid. Here we go. Ready? Hi. No. All right, two rings. Hello? It's our answering machine, jerk. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> jerk. My God, I have two kids. Two kids, and none of them will answer their friggin' phone, and I pay for their cell phone. You know, I'm turning them off. <laughs> Right now, right now, watch me. You can me. do that? Yeah, you can yeah, turn off their right phones? Watch, watch me, watch me. No more data. Done. <laughs> now you'll see how quick they call me. They'll call me in five seconds now. So, AJ, seriously though. Yes. Loved your that, hair. Okay. How did you ever get into television? Like seriously, it's like a really interesting question. It, it is. The, the honest answer is by design. Um, oh, really? My dad wanted me to be a blonde, blue-eyed entertainer named AJ, boy or girl. Wow. So uh, I've just really been fulfilling the prophecy of my... The prophecy. Of my father, who uh, wanted me to be a blonde, blue-eyed baseball player, and my brother to be a uh, brown-haired, brown-eyed baseball player. Is your brother a baseball player? He sure was. Was he really? Yeah, he was... Uh, what did he play? He was a pitcher. He was uh, like third base, shortstop sometimes. Wow, he yeah. got the third base better than you. Uh, <laughs> Well, we'll see what happens after the podcast. Yeah, well, like, like I said, let me show you my finger I can't straighten out. That's worse. Hey, so what's my big mistake? I'll tell you what my big mistake was. My big mistake, and this is going to get deep for a second. This is why my, I didn't write questions. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Okay. You have me on the show for a reason. This yes. is it. Yes. Okay, so my big mistake was meeting this idiot. No, my big mistake... <laughs> No, you know what, and, and, and this, this is a little deep, seriously. Like, I joined the Navy uh, when I was 18 years old, uh, became an officer, was a lieutenant commander. I got hit by a car, and uh, that's why I'm not in the Navy anymore. But the biggest mistake I made, and you know, being very honest right now, is that because I joined the Navy, I thought I had to conform, uh, conform to a certain lifestyle. Like, mm -hmm. like, gays were not allowed in the military. Like, we used to hunt them down, kick them out, like, seriously. It was a major thing. And so I, I, I think that being in the forces, I adhered to a certain lifestyle that wasn't me. And I couldn't yeah. be honest about myself. And, you know, hey, I got married and I had kids and probably shouldn't have. But but that was the lifestyle that was indicated to me to be a senior officer in the military. Right. And so, you know, it's so interesting to me to see that now we, you know, we've had gay marriages in the military. We've got gay couples in the marriages. We have transgender people in the military, which is incredible. But when I joined in the 80s, no way. You could not be queer. And if you were queer, they hunted you down and they kicked you out. That was literally, we had a whole division of the CSIS, which was basically hunting down queers and kicking them out. They'd go undercover, they tried to trick you. And so it was always keeping a part of yourself hidden that wasn't really true about yourself. And I think it's amazing now that we don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. Because I look back at my life and think, you know, how Absolutely. was my life? Oh, thank you. 
And I'm totally queer if anybody wants to go out. So, uh, but well, I mean, you say that with such confidence yeah, now. Yeah. When you were originally joining, no. was it ever a tickle in the back of your mind? Oh or yeah, when did I totally knew it. I totally knew I shouldn't be doing this. And it was it's it's it was really strange because you knew who was queer in the forces, and there were um, bases in like the military, like Shelburne. Shelburne here in Nova Scotia was known as a queer base. And it was where there was a lesbian commander and she had all these lesbian working for her because it was safe for them and they could be there and be safe in the military. And I remember we brought a ship in, I was the executive officer of a ship and the captain was like a goofus, like big dope head. And he, not dope dope, but idiot. Right. He, he's like, okay, uh, McCluskey, I want you to set up a dance uh, between the women and the uh, guys on the ship. I'm like, sir, we're going to Shelburne. And he goes, yeah, well, set up a dance. I'm like, no, they are not going to be interested in dancing with the guys. And we all knew it, but the captain didn't. So we go to this bar, and it's all the women from Shelburne on one side and all the guys from the ship on the other. And there was no intermixing whatsoever. And I'm like, do you see what's going on here, sir? They are not interested in us. But but it was it was very well known that you would get what, what were called queen bees, where they would um, have areas like these listening stations in um, Nanus and uh, Shelburne and all these places where they could bring all the women in and be safe, where mm. they didn't have to be challenged about like and they could have their relationships which is awesome right but it was funny because the same thing didn't exist with guys like women you could be gay in the military as a woman and sort of survive but if you were gay as a guy you couldn't like they would come and get you but as a woman you could kind of make your way through because there were other people watching over you but there were no senior gay guys right there were senior lesbians who could look out for each other. And it was almost, it was almost like a recognized thing that they were very, you know, parts of the trades that were um, accepted by them. But guys, no, ooh, you're a gay guy, you are out. Yeah, so. Are you at all interested in like rejoining the ranks in order to provide a better, like a safer <laughs> yeah. experience? I'm all like in there, baby. <laughs> it was so funny because the last Halcon, I made a joke at the end of Halcon. I said, hey, I'm on every site that ends in R, Grinder, Tinder, Growler, and my phone friggin' exploded. And I'm like, whoa, mama, I, I gotta do this more often. <laughs> but anyway, it was just kind of a weird thing. But yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get so deep about it, but it is something No, this that, is, uh, it's wonderful to, yeah. to share this, and I appreciate that you are. It's not something that, of course, I would ever, I mean, I've never even considered joining the military. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, but it's, it's much more open. I mean, the military was, you know, I joined when I was 18, I was in, I was a, a diesel mechanic, and then I became a uh, officer, and I was, like I said, I was a lieutenant commander by 29, so I was a very young senior officer. But then, like I said, I got in a car accident, got hit by a drunk driver, and that was it. I wasn't in anymore. So it's weird, because all my friends now are retiring, and they're on full pension, they're on their, you know, and me, not me. No. You know? And it's weird because I trained the first female officers because I've, I've got a couple of degrees. One degree was in philosophy with a minor in Marxism. Another degree was commerce with a minor in uh, women's studies and then a, a, a international MBA. And it was so funny. So when we brought the female officers in, they're like, shit, we need someone to train female officers. McCluskey, he's got women's studies. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and they threw me in. I'm like, hi, <laughs> I'm in charge now. Right, so they, they put me in charge of training the female officers who were spectacularly good, 
Like seriously. Well, of course like, they like would one of them all. Is, well, one of them is now um, a Commodore uh, Jose Suenard, who is the commander of one of the fleets, and she was incredible. But it was funny because I remember there was another in the second class I trained. There was this really beautiful officer. I mean, she was stunning. Like, you know what I mean? Model stunning. And I remember that when we were doing the training, she was getting by on her looks. So she was playing up how good she looked to the captain. And I, I remember having a talk with her one night where I, I took her into my, this sounds weird now, but I took her into my cabin and I said, I'm going to fail you. I'm failing you. She goes, what do you mean you're going to fail me? I said, I'm, I'm going to fail you. You're not going to be a naval officer. And she goes, well, that's not fair. The captain thinks I'm doing great. And I said, yeah, because you're playing on your looks. And you can't do that because every woman who comes after you is going to have to put up with what you did. So I, I, I said to her, I said, you are not passing. And so the next day, she's, I said, you're so smart. Come on. You can do this job. And so anyway, so she turned herself around. And she was so good. And she was a fantastic officer. And it was so funny because... Her husband was a failed Mars officer, naval officer. Anyway, and he was a jerk. He was like a jerk. Anyway, so she graduated. We're having a bunch of beers at the graduation ceremony. I'm like, hey, you know what, Shelly, you, you're amazing. You did so great. And so anyway, up comes the husband in the car, and the husband comes up and goes, why are you so late? And I'm like, tell him what you think. Tell him what you think. And she's like, shut up, bitch. Like that, right? <laughs> And I said, you're the boss of him now. Anyway, they got divorced two months later. <laughs> I'm like, you're the boss, Shelly. Don't let him do that to you. Wow, this is a far-ranging uh, interview. Yeah. Did you want me to ask a question? Yeah, or? ask me a question there, AJ. Let's go. Let's, let's do it. Well, I, I, well, 42. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm being a jerk. <laughs> well, how did Fat Apollo come to be? I mean, oh, you've obviously had the personality that you have for a long time, but how did you package it? God. There, look, what are you pointing at? Hi. Fat Apollo came about because Jen Lamb and her no-good husband, <laughs> who's a jerk, at the back of the room. It was funny because um, we started uh, Geeks vs. Nerds, that show, mm -hmm. about the same time as HowCon started being planned. And I met, uh, you know, J&T, as I call them, and we kind of hit it off, and we were good friends. And then it was so funny because we were sitting there one night, and I said, do you know what? I'm going to be famous. I'm going to make myself famous. So the three of us worked on it. And basically, yeah, it happened. I'm <laughs> famous. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I can't announce something. I was going to announce something I can't until November 7th. I want another award. Ooh. But I can't say it out loud. So, but it was, it was kind of weird because the, fat, the whole Fat Apollo thing, AJ, came around because uh, with the new Battlestar Galactica, there's that scene where Jamie Bamber gets really fat. Yeah. Right? And he's like, don't let her let me get that fat again. But I took the name Fat Apollo because I wanted to take the power away from calling someone fat. And that, mm. that was something that was important to me is that I would be online and I'd be commenting on something on Reddit, garbage site. And, and someone would say like, oh, you're a big fat ass. I'm like, yeah, it's in my name. So, so what's your next insult? And it took away a lot of the power, same way that you know people have taken on queer or faggot or any of those words, that if you take those words back to the community, someone can't hurt you with them. Mm. And that's why I took Fat Apollo, because what are you gonna, you're gonna call me fat ass? Yeah, I'm a fat ass. Hey, good for you. I just gave the finger to everybody in the room. All right, so, you know. <laughs> but that, that's the way I look at it, is that you, know, you take that word back and you take away the ability for someone to hurt you with it. 
right? And that, that's the same with like queer and faggot. Sorry to keep using those words. But, but you know, you take those words back from people that are bigots and horrible people and they can't hurt you with them. Because then you just say, well, what are you gonna say to me now? Come on, bring it on. Oh, you're losing your hair. Yeah, I know that too. <laughs> That's in my next shirt. Fat, bald Apollo, right? You know? <laughs> um, do you have any aspirations for performance? I mean, you do your story time with Fat Apollo coming up next in this coming very room. In this very room. Wait, what's the thumbs down for? Oh, I thought you were giving me thumbs down. I'm like, what the? Uh, but no. I mean, like, you know. You, you are so delightful, and what, I mean, I don't know how many people my wife and I have told uh, about the awesomeness that is Fat Apollo, and you know. You and your aprons. I gave you, what, two aprons? Yeah. Uh, it and just... pillowcases and belt buckles. Oh, I forgot to wear it. I even brought my uh, Fat Apollo oh, belt buckle. the pillowcases was hilarious. Remember the that kissy? That was wonderful. Remember the kissy pillows? Of course, can't forget them. Oh my God, that was so funny. Because I sent those to um, Mackenzie Westmore too. So she has, you know, from Face Off? Yeah. Her and I are... You didn't send her my pillow. Yeah. Her but, and I are friends. Yeah, but you sent her, like, did she do the same campaign and you sent a follow up pillow with no, her? No, I sent both of our pillows. That's so weird. Yeah, yeah. I sent her her pillows. All right. I said, this is my buddy AJ and I. We're kissing. Look. (laughs) Because she was pretending to be Glenn Hendricks. And then I sent her the two, like, I reordered them from, um, what do you call it? Arts Cow. And I just reordered the same two pillowcases. I said, this is my buddy AJ and I. We got the big red lipstick on and glasses. So. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't really, to tell you the truth. I mean, who would have thought, you know, in the you know the early years of the 20th century, eyes from Mars would look, oh, that's War of the Worlds. Um, who, you know, like seriously, I mean, you probably think yourself, like, where did you, how did you end up here? Do you know what I mean? Don't you kind of shake your head once in a while and go, what the frig is this? A lot of times with yeah. things that I've done. Not this. I mean, I know why I'm back here, but, yeah, but you know, but, I've but, been but in places life. in my life where it's just like, how the heck did this happen? Yeah, well, I've had, you know, I've had a couple major career changes. You know, I look at, you know, I was in the military and then I became a private school principal. I ran a bunch of schools. And then, you know, I went on and became, um, you know, I work with an insurance company now. And, you know, and I end up in Cardiff every year. And so every once in a while, you just shake your head and go, what the frig happened to me, man? You know what I mean? Like, it's nothing was planned. I mean, I don't think any of us, uh, I think all of us might think you have your life planned. I mean, my life was, you know, this year I would be retired. I have a full pension from the military and I'd be living the life of Riley, drunk as fuck, sitting on the ferry, getting arrested by the cops. Right, but now I'm not rich as fuck, but I'm still getting arrested by the cops on the ferry. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I mean that—that's the thing. Is like, you know, it's—it's it's so weird. You know, when I look at, you know, my kids. You know, I have, you know, Harley, who I got to call again because mm. she's not a jerk. She's a good person. But you know, she's going through an awful lot in her life, and we've had some real big challenges um, in the last two years with her. And I'm not, I'm not really going to share them, but they've been pretty massive and you know my other daughter's at Acadia and you know that that's her she's probably going to come back to SMU now and do criminology so I said thank god you're going to be a cop so you can keep daddy out of jail that's all (laughs) I care about right so but you know it's so funny because one of my exes is a cop so it's like the weirdest world but yeah I don't know I I really don't have any plans like I just I don't know you know if I get through tomorrow I'm happy do you know what I mean like you know we all you know I'm very open about mental health issues and, you know, with me, you know, I've got some stuff going on. And I think, you know, any day I'm alive is a good day. Do you know what I mean? Like, you just make it through the next day. I get, you know, with the forces, I got some PTSD. I got some other things. And, you know, I'm not really going to go into it here. But it's, 
you know, any day that you're alive and any day you're contributing to society and any day you're a positive influence for anybody else is like a really good day. Mm. Really? That's what, that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm clap. I'm clap. Looking around this room, I, I'm sure everyone's feeling the same way that I am, that you have given us so many great days. So thank you very much, yeah. Fat Apollo. Mistakes were made, everyone. Thank Thanks you. for coming to the podcast. Come here. Come, Come here. here. Oh, my foot's asleep. Oh, no. Oh. Or is it my penis? Oh, sorry. <laughs>